Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes Podcast. Today, we've got a fun conversation. We're sitting down with Stevie and Cezanne Hendricks. Uh, all around great people. They've got a podcast themselves, the Good Life Podcast. We were on it during our book tour. Yeah. Um, they've got a subscription box. We talk about busyness, stillness, uh, the hustle, love languages, working together. And we really have a good time with them. They love the Lord. They're yeah. awesome people. Kind of in a very similar season of life as us. They have a t- almost two-year-old daughter. Yes. And, you know, our in that season of wanting to grow their family, wanting to grow their businesses also, Mm -hmm. and also in a kind of transitional season. So we talk about that too and um, kind of like the... Yeah, I think we were were related on a lot of things, I I think, so... Yeah, they're they're fun people and fun people to follow online if you don't follow them, just super down to earth, very much the way they are in real life online as well. And so we love that. Yeah, they're they're encouraging. Podcasts. I think you guys are going to like this episode. Um, that being said, it's still October, and if you haven't yet planned your trip to October to come see us, your trip to October. <laughs> oh yeah. Plan your trip yeah. to pumpkin season to come see us. You should do so. Yeah. We're going to be signing. What's pumpkin season? Pumpkin season. Uh, this is our twentieth year. Uh, Roll off farms doing pumpkin season. People come from all over to do a tour. We got a full food court. We got drink carts, kettle corn, um, a full gift shop. And you could pick a pumpkin and really experience the Pacific Northwest in probably its best season, fall time. And you could go, you can, you can go on a wagon tour around the entire property. Yeah. You And then there's this huge adventure area for kids where there's Animals and a petting zoo and just tons of fun. We got exotic animals. There's usually tigers and something. Lots of stuff to do for like a fun family fall weekend. So, and we love meeting you guys. So come out. We're also going to be signing our book, A Love Letter Life. Every weekend. Every weekend. And also we will have the marriage journal available as well in the pumpkin barn store. So we call it store. Yeah. What's it called? It has a name. It, we the just call it the store? farm store, yeah. The farm store, the country whatever. farm store, whatever. In the barn, there's going to be a lot of life books and marriage journals as well. And we love meeting you guys. And it's a fun season. It's a really fun time. So All right, let well, us know if you're coming out. Yeah. That being said, I've said that twice. <laughs> Let's get into our conversation with Stevie and Cezanne. Stevie and Cezanne, welcome to the show. What's hey guys, on? how's it going? <laughs> good. It's going good. So good to have you guys. We're excited. Yes, very so excited to talk with here. you guys. 
Yeah, thanks for taking some time out of your day. And we're just really excited to have you guys on our podcast because we got to be on yours back during book tour in the spring. And so we're excited to switch podcasts now. I love that (laughs) you came on our show because I feel like that that show that you guys were on, it was kind of like we were all literally on like a double date or something. Yeah. We yeah. All connected in a way that was so incredible. And we've just been keeping in touch ever since. And we've been friends ever since. So I just love that our the podcast world has brought a, a friendship, there, you know? Yeah. It. yeah there's so we many love weird, that about there's the podcast. There's weird parallels world. between y'all and us. Like, it's kind of weird. We After the show, we were like, I think <laughs> They're like the Portland version of us, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the, and you guys, you guys are down in LA, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're in LA. But Jeremy, I've been following you, you know, like doing the doing the table <laughs> stuff and all that. My dad's a yeah. there, so I was like, all right, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's awesome. Table is stuff. Is that going to be done in time for Thanksgiving? Dude, it, it's it done. Is we're done. sitting on it. Oh, oh that's awesome. We're sitting yeah. on it right now, recording this. It's. Uh, are you a builder, Stevie? Do you like to do? handiwork and stuff <laughs> okay i was fo- i was forced into building like ah uh, yes when i was like a, a kid my dad would take me to work with him and i was homeschooled so he'd be like you're coming to work with me on like a wednesday or something and he was a carpenter <sighs> and he can do anything i mean he can do anything but that's then when cool I was 16 he was like you're working for me and i had to do <laughs> i had to do like the crappiest of the crappy type stuff i yeah. also did some cool stuff i got to like you know tile bathrooms and and do you know floors by myself and things like that but you know it wasn't the best experience and so I kind of was like I'm gonna move to LA and be an actor now but it was so useful because now we're like looking for houses in LA you know we are looking for that next home and we'll walk into a home where I'm like Stevie this is so beautiful look at this cosmetic like the cosmetics (laughs) are so great he's like no actually this was a cheap job and they just did it (laughs) oh yeah because he knows (laughs) Yeah, I'm like the behind the scenes. That's a that's a hidden talent. It is. Jeremy's Love kind of that. like that too. Always analyzing the structural integrity of the buildings that we're in. Right. You're like, <laughs> to the point where it's very distracting to yeah. him. It's so good yeah. to have that. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So speaking of the podcast world, that's one thing we've really enjoyed about the podcast is because we you get a meet people yeah. that you wouldn't have normally met, I feel. Right. Yeah. And just and so, have good intentional conversations with awesome, inspiring yeah. humans. Like we've loved it. So. so with that being said, why don't we kind of introduce you guys a little bit more to our listeners and uh, give you an opportunity to tell us who you are, where you live. We kind of covered that, but what do you guys do? Um, tell our listeners. Well, we are basically the Middle Eastern and freckly version of you two. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's yeah. got freckles head to toe, and I'm hairy. Middle, Middle Eastern and freckly. No, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny you say that because anytime we, we introduce ourselves, it's so in our world, in our life, babe, what is our title? Like, what yeah. would you yeah. say are? are we digital mm. influencers, entrepreneurs? I, um, I know. You answer it different every time. Depending who's asking. Right. It's not like I'm a doctor or I'm a dentist, you know? So I guess we are full-time content creators. You know, we put content out into the world, whether it's through various platforms such as YouTube, our podcast, Instagram, all of that. But then behind the scenes um, with that, you know, we're two people who are married trying to navigate life 
We have an almost two-year-old, and we're also striving to expand, to build, to grow. Um, we have a subscription box company that we started um, in 2016 called Bless Box, which was a really fun venture for us that we got to start, you know, being two people who do not have a background in business. Like yeah. we started in radio, television, yeah. film, like that was our, wow. and that's right. what our degree was in, in college, which is where we met. So moving out to Los Angeles from Texas and trying to pursue a career in that, and then it evolving into this digital kind of dream and, and yeah. tapping into the digital market. Um, it, it just became something that we kind of fell into, but yeah, we totally fell into it and we kind of ran with it. And Stevie, you, you went out to LA to do acting and yeah. that all changed because we needed to pay for our wedding. Well, yeah. I <laughs> oh mean, my gosh. Well, did you tired. actually do that for a while? So yeah, I was, when, when we first moved to LA, Saz and I both had the idea that she was going to be like Juliana Rancic and, and I was going to be like, I don't know, the next big actor or whatever. And so anyways, Saz kind of had like a blog. She'd started in college and she had kind of this Instagram thing that she was like, that is really cool. I remember the first time she showed it to me, we were in college is where we met. She had a thousand followers. I was like, you have a thousand. How did oh you get gosh, a thousand yes. people to yeah. follow you? She goes, yeah. I don't know. I just post pictures. And I was like, I think it's probably because you're really, really pretty, but okay. And so, so we moved to LA, you know, and Sass is kind of like, you know, those like one man band where they got the drum and the kazoo and they're stomping the, like she was doing everything on her own when she started getting into the more. And yeah. after um, I was working for a marketing company and I was on this, this marketing tour and I was actually able to make a good amount of money. And she called me one day and this is before we were even engaged. And she was like, babe, I think you should quit that job and come work for me. And I was like, um, why would I do that? She was like, mm -hmm. well, this blogging thing is, it's like, it's growing and it's doing really well. And I've been talking to some other girls and they're making a lot of money. And I was like, mm. yeah, I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like a thing. She was like, no, yeah. it's a real thing. And I said, Okay. So anyways, I talked to my dad and he was like, you know, if you want to marry this girl, you need to prove to her that <laughs> you will give up something that's good in your life, something that's been really great for you, which was this job that I had at the time. He's like, and you'll lay it down for her and prove to her that, hmm. you know, that's all, that all means nothing compared to her and that you'll be there for her. And so I decided to quit that job and start managing SAS and I was her manager and we wow. just started becoming like this little duo. And all of a sudden, uh, we were growing this this blog at the time and her Instagram into a, yeah. into and then, a real business. And then four hands on deck turned into six hands on deck because when we hired Stevie's sister to move out to L.A. And now it's the three of us, you know, what, six over six years later and yeah. we're doing this full time and it's a family dynamic business and we love it but it all started with yeah me pretty much begging stevie like please babe i just yep. need more help i need a photographer <laughs> yeah. manager yeah. i don't know how to negotiate i barely know how to do mathematics like and, can you do the math I was, telling her, I was like i don't know what you're talking about i'm supposed to be in front of the camera so <laughs> yeah that's funny so that I is kind of like wild pivotal and conversation like we had that same conversation of like, hey, like this is this and that, and maybe we could do this and make this work. And so then we jumped in, and then a couple of years later, you know, we decided to stop filming and pursue this, which was a couple of years ago now, kind of full full time. And yeah. we had that exact same conversation, which, which is scary, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it totally is. I think you know, 
throughout our whole journey, it's been it's been one step of it's been one step of trusting God after the next. There's always been this. Um, I I always tell people it's like in Indiana Jones. I can't remember which one, but the one if you've seen it where he's gonna he has to take this step, and there's he's on the edge of a cliff basically. But there's supposed to be these magical invisible steps, right? Yeah. So he's just so scared and he's sweating and he's like, I have to take this step, but the only way I'll find out is if is I by do doing it. it, you know? Yeah. And, but if they're yeah. not there, then I'm dead. And I feel like that's kind of, <laughs> it's been like God has set us up time after time and the cliff has just gotten higher and higher. And every time he's like, okay, so there's no insurance policy here. You just have to take a step and trust yeah. me that that's going to be there when you get there, mm, you know? Yeah. Good. Really and good. So, that's good. That's really good. I love hearing – I love listening to other people who do what we do or in similar space yeah. describe what they do because like, oh, that's a good nugget. I might take that for next time because yeah, well, it's so true. Every time we're like, how as, do we describe what yeah, we do? But also <laughs> like as we talk about it um, – as we talk about it, there's like people listening, you know, who haven't taken the leap or might want to take the leap. They yeah. start to connect dots in their own life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's super cool. We were kind of, Suzanne, you were talking about needing help. And it reminded me of a book, actually, that babe, we just read. I want to ask if you guys have read it The E Myth. No. Oh, oh guys. Down. How do you okay. spell life changing? <laughs> Anyone listening. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur, a uh, single business owner, um, and you have not read the E Myth. It's, I mean, it is a total game changer. And I'll just lay it out real quick, babe. I'm going to take 30 seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of one of the concepts of the major concept of the book, real quick, is we all are three persons. We're doers, we're dreamers, and we're managers. But we have a strength. For example, uh, you know, I might be a a, a dreamer. And so like, oh, I have this dream and I want to go into business. So I go into business. The problem is businesses don't work unless you're a doer and unless you can manage everything. So then you find yourself like a couple years down the road in business with yourself, but you're mostly a dreamer. So then you need a, it's all about scaling. So then you need to hire help and they might be the doer and you need a manager and that's how you scale. And even if you want to only scale to three, four people, or if you want to grow a company, this principle applies, and the book totally revolutionized how Audrey and I view what we do and how we do it. They give, and, like, they give this one example in the book about this lady who she loved baking pies, and all of her friends are like, "You need to open a pie shop. You're so good at baking pies. You, it would be amazing." And she's like, "I don't know." And then she finally does it because she loves baking pies and she's really good at baking pies. And then years later, she ends up hate baking. She hates baking pies because she hated all of the other stuff that went into running her own business and didn't hire on the appropriate team. So it's like all these people with these amazing dreams or talents or skills that then end up despising what they used to love. It's like knowing your lane. Right. Totally. Yes, exactly. I love it. Anyways, guys, it's a good one. Yeah. E- the E myth. It stands for the entrepreneurial myth, but it's called uh, the E myth. Yeah, it's uh, it's Amazon super good. Writing that after this. Hey, there we go. do it. Yeah, <laughs> do you I guys feel like- read books a lot. Like, do you guys do this where you guys have little like uh, book clubs together? You know, to be honest, we, Jeremy is. I would Jeremy say, reads a lot. Yeah, I, I'm a pretty good reader, but I would say when we're operating in health, we do. Yeah. Um, do you guys? Do you guys read? In general. Well, we've gotten a lot better, but we definitely audio, are not bookworms. I am an audiobook guy. I have to, yeah, yeah. to do it. I just, I don't know what it is. 
I just hate holding back the pages. So I have to. <laughs> I think when I find a book that I like, though, I can't put it down, you know? Yeah. And, and for right. me, the types of books that I like are books where I'm getting something out of it. Like it's mind blowing. There's so much mm-hmm. wisdom and factual knowledge. Yes. Because we're living in a world right now where we're just constantly in a state of just reacting via mm-hmm. our screens, our emails, our social media. Yeah. All we're doing is reacting. And so I have wanted to take a step back, even listening to more podcast has been really good too. It's just a way for us to not be so overstimulated, you know, by constantly yeah. reacting and actually reading more. So I, you know, somebody told me that some of the most successful entrepreneurs of the world, they read at least, mm-hmm. at least minimum one book a month. Like yeah. they not, I totally know, believe it. Minimum. Some entrepreneurs read one a week. I mean, it's just, well, if you grow, you have to learn, you know? Yeah. And I'll also say like, I don't think it's necessarily uh, because of the content that they learn from the book, but simply the practice of Long of form. embracing our humanity and slowing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, because we are, we are operating at such a rapid pace right now that, uh, you know, our mind can't keep up. And so it's, it's super important to stop slow and rest. And it's something like a lot of people always, I mean, I'm sure you guys get it too, but we're so busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just so, I just cringe every time because I'm like, I know like we are, but I hate that we are at the yeah. same time. And we've been in this process of trying to recognize that and slow down, especially as our own business, um, as, you know, operating our own business, because we could just be busy and forever and miss a lot of, a lot of life. So, and it, yeah. it seems like, it seems like sometimes busyness begets busyness, right? I remember when yeah, yeah. I first started working together. Um, the agreement was like I'd work with her during the day and then we'll go pursue acting at night. And I remember, um, I remember going to acting class at night and being so excited and having just this fresh wind of energy after working all day. And we really were doing everything together. And so it was like yeah. on the computer all day. And, you know, I, but I had so much energy to go and pursue this thing afterwards. And I remember before that, when I wasn't that busy and I was trying to pursue acting, there was this, um, there was just this staleness. There was this lull that I couldn't seem to Hmm. wrap my head around and figure out how to get through. And so sometimes I think it's good for, you know, good for people who are in a lull to get busy because that busyness. But then there's also, I totally agree with y'all. Saz and I are in this season right now where for years, it's just been busy. It's like we look back on the year and we're like, did we really just do all that? And and it's not yeah. necessarily this like, oh my God, I'm I'm impressed. It's like, oh, I'm impressed we got it done. But it's like, we kind of killed ourselves. And so mm-hmm. um, over the last few months of, of being, you know, displaced and not being or having a home in Los Angeles, living with my yeah. parents in Texas, life has just slowed down immensely. And we were talking about the other night and I was like, Babe, I just feel like I feel like this season has been a season where it's like if you're if you're looking at a pond and a pond is rippling and there's maybe been wind or there's been a storm and there's you know all this movement but all of a sudden the pond is completely still the water is completely flat some people call it like butter but it's a mm. perfect mirror and now as we're looking into the pond what was ripply and and moving now all of a sudden is flat and we're able to see I think God's face a little bit more clearer because the water has really just settled. And so this season of stillness that we're in um, and, and of patience really has been so good for us because it's inspired 
new creativity, you know, mm-hmm. new life so and, and just an, an understanding and appreciation for what's most important. And it's so great when you can slow down because it's in those still moments when you really learn how to master being productive versus mm-hmm. busy. And I think for years and years and years, I was just like working hard, hard, hard. And it's like, we're in a stage of life now where it's like, look, we've got to work smarter, not harder. And I think that that's so important for anybody and everybody listening. You know, we allow sometimes our life to get the best of us. We allow our busy day-to-day schedules. And I've just noticed that by doing the smallest of thing, like every Sunday before my week starts, I sit with myself and I create this sort of template. And this template basically says, all right, for my life this week, this is my content Monday through Friday, what I'm going to be putting up on, say, like our Instagram, our YouTube. And then I put three goals on this little template. Like these are three things like I just would love to accomplish this week. And if I can get those three things done, then it was a winning week. And then under that, I just write down, you know, any extra things that I might want to get done or if I have time to kill or if I get ahead on my schedule, I can knock these things out just by writing things down. And at the beginning of every week on a Sunday night, just checking in with myself and saying, all right, here's the roadmap for this week. This is ideally what's going to go up, what I want to get done, what I want to get accomplished. And then as a result, I noticed throughout the week, I'm not as overwhelmed or I'm not Mm. as feeling like burnt out because I've already written down what's going up. And as a result, I'm not even spending as much time on my phone as you would think. And for all of us, we're like 24 seven content creators. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of figure out a way. I figured out a way to where I don't have to be on 24 seven. If Mm -hmm. I'm actually creating some structure for my life at the beginning of every week and being self-employed, that's something that I did not have in place up until I had a child. You yeah. know, I finally yeah. discovered the importance of like having self-discipline in your day-to-day routine because at any given minute, any given second, your child can just come into the picture and just change the whole like ebb and flow yeah. of your day. So yeah. you have yeah. this like backbone of a structured template for your life that you can check in with every week. It's just been a game changer for us. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that practical, just, I think that's going to resonate with so many people, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, just doing that practice of prioritizing. It resonated with us, babe, just recently, because we have been working very hard. And similarly, with once Ember came into the picture, we realized like, wow, this is not sustainable. We have to work smarter, not harder. And so we've been, we're calling this summer our summer of systems. And the heart behind that is to, figure out systems and strategies that help us work smarter, not harder, yes. and ultimately give us the lifestyle we want. Because something, the whole, entrep- I mean, hustle sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, yeah. th- There are seasons where there, it's really important. But like, for me personally, I know this is a personal thing, but like, I also enjoy my like leisure time and resting and being a human being and slowing down and seasons of like where I, we can work hard, but then we can rest well. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I totally resonate with that. And I think it's super important to build strategies and systems to um, help us achieve what we want, yeah. ultimately what we want. And, and Sazan, do you ever look back on your Sunday, like on the next Sunday, do you look back on the previous Sunday ever? Yeah. So every, so when it's a new Sunday, I go back to that same template. It's not usually on my notes section in my phone yeah. and then I'll go in and I'll, I will literally like just delete 
you know, the things that I got done and then add in some new goals and some new assignments. And if for some reason I didn't get something done, it just carries over into the next week. And I'm just feeling like more motivated to just check that off, you know, and it just keeps me accountable. You know, I actually just shared this video on my YouTube channel, exactly that of how I create this template. And it's just so cool. easy because That's it's cool. literally on my notes section of my phone. And it's just big. It's it, yeah. like you said, it's a system so that you can work yep. smarter, not harder. And we can all find our own unique system for our specific life and our walk of life so mm. that we're not missing out on just the important part of life, which is the yeah. spontaneity, which is giving ourselves that rest that we need in order to fuel creativity and to just feel like we're living life and being present. Yeah. And so I feel like creating those little systems yeah. for yourself is a way to just get disciplined and to attack those goals and to feel like you're in control of your ambitions and your mm-hmm. dreams. And that mm-hmm. so week is not going by where you're like, what did I actually do this week? Or I feel like I wasted all my time this week, but I was going, 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 and I didn't get anything done. So mm-hmm. it's just a small way to kind of help you in that, that category. And, and being somebody who struggles myself personally with, with structure, I think just having any sort of a system or structure in place creates so much more free time, you know, for you to, to rest well, like you were talking about, Jeremy, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I'm like always fighting for that balance of like, okay, but like, let's enjoy, let's enjoy this process. Let's enjoy Mm -hmm. life. Like, let's take our time during this and, and let's spend nights and and weekends together and and do fun things as a family. You know, I'm always fighting for that, but I've been thinking about it lately. I mean, it's like what separates the doers from the non-doers? It's Mm -hmm. just the act of actually doing. And so if you can start to put a system in place or start to put a structure in place where you envision yourself doing the tasks that you need to do for the week ahead. I remember when I used to work for my dad, the night before on Sunday, he would always say, okay, you're going to this job this week and I need you to pick up these materials from this place. Then I need, by by this time for you to be there at 9 a.m. at the customer's house. And then I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And so it would kind of cast a vision for my day or for my week ahead. And like Cezanne does in her her notes, she's kind of casting a vision for the things that need to be executed and not just what has to be executed, but in what order and time. And so by doing that, just that simple thing, you push yourself to the action of doing more. And mm-hmm. just by her kind of sharing that with me, it's helped me so much because sometimes there's just this floundering that happens when you're when you're self-employed and you're like, I had a great week. And then you're like, I had a terrible week. Yeah. And the yeah. difference is just the systems and the preparation. But I think it's so important too, no matter what you do, if you're an entrepreneur or not, to have a system, to have an idea, to cast a vision for your week and for your goals and and not just your work, but like things that, that matter so much. You know, it's like if you have a family member, you know, who just needs an extra bit of love that week, it's like set that time aside, you know, or if you haven't yeah. spent some time with your daughter or your son, it's like put that in your goals list, you know, and, and all of those mm-hmm. things together, I think work together to, to make us week, feel yeah. yeah more complete and like that we had a winning week. Yeah. yeah. And you you kind of touched on you're just scratching the surface on this Stevie, but I was my next question I was going to ask you guys is, you know, separate from the business side of things, do you guys do something similar with your marriage to cast vision as a family going into the week or like do you guys have any rhythms or practices or things like that that you do together, you know, to keep your marriage strong and at the forefront amidst all of the business and all of the year. Yeah. All of the, you know, all the work entrepreneurial things. 
yeah, you know, Stevie and I are, you know, we, we, we see each other every day, right? We work together every day. And so for us, we've had to learn, um, in our, in our professional life, as well as in our personal life, how to separate the two and to give mm. each other the time that we need to give each other in our marriage so that it can thrive. And so we don't like specifically have like a checklist or things that we do. Like every Tuesday, Stevie, we're going to sit here. We've had seasons of life where when we were actually had a house, we would be more like intentional. One mm. thing that we started doing was like, um, Stevie, you actually implemented this rule was you said before bed, Every night, like an hour and a half to two hours before bedtime, we're in our bed, but we are not watching TV. We are not on our phones. We are actually having a, a, a good conversation about our marriage. And sometimes we would do like a little checklist. Like we would say, you know, what, what is something that maybe you need, you need more of this week? Maybe what is something that I did this week that you appreciated? Like those little yeah. things that you can easily find online and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, for us, we've noticed that like life really isn't going to get easier anytime soon. But the number one thing we never want to fall through the cracks is our marriage, because yeah. that is the foundation and the fuel behind all other things in our life. So it's the heart of our it's the heart of our home. You know, if, if mom and dad aren't cool, then everything else is going to fall apart. You know, yeah, it, it's yeah. literally the heartbeat because if that fails, then everything else will fail. It's business, so funny. The, yeah, the last children, week you know. on our um, on our podcast, we did an episode that was um, just letting our listeners hear us have a real conversation in our marriage. And I decided cool. to surprise Stevie with this little exercise that we ended up doing, um, which kind of forced us to just talk about things and just affirming each other, which is something that like when life gets crazy busy, you don't always stop to say like, Hey babe, I noticed mm -hmm. you did this this week and it really blessed me or vice versa. And so we yeah. had this, we did this little exercise and it was really for us, this eye opening experience. And we were like, okay, we should be, we should do this every week. We should just make that a goal. And then you actually texted me, Audrey, and said that you were going to send me you guys' marriage book. Yeah. The marriage journal. Marriage journal. Yeah. <laughs> And did I we like, ever, okay, that's did we ever do that? I just sent it. Yeah. Oh, you just sent it. Cool. Well, I was trying, and then when you told me that, I was like, wait, I didn't even think about that. Like the fact that there are things out there like that where yep. you can actually yeah. like have a journal and like yep. work through things. So do you guys do weekly check-ins with your marriage? Like, are you guys super strategic with that? Yeah. Well, our whole thing about the marriage journal is, you know, it does create that time and space once a week to just check in with each other and go, okay, you know, Stevie, I love that phrase, the heartbeat of our home, the heartbeat of our ministry, our business, our yeah. life really is the health of our marriage. And so mm. it deserves a once a week, like coming together, a check in. And so just like you got, I mean, so many people do things like this. Yeah, like we, think about churches and business organizations. They have just, that so, once a week sit down, even though they see each other every day, just yeah. like you guys and Jared and I see each other every day. We just happen to put it together and call it the marriage journal. But yeah. And... <laughs> And it's so there's a calendar where we go through like, okay, big things, one's date night, is there anything we need to know? Let's get on the same page for the week ahead. And then, you know, what brought you joy this week? So many people can tell you what their spouse did that annoyed them that week, <laughs> but not what brought them joy. And yeah. so that's a good one. It's so simple. Like we wanted this to be really doable. Really practical. Yeah. And it's the same six questions every week. So they don't yep, change. They don't change. Um, so can, it's like, you know, you know what to expect. And I think for, for a lot of men, Jeremy always says like, 
it's it's not a never-ending conversation. <laughs> I think a lot of times, like, I'll want to bring something up and talk to Jeremy, and then, but there's no end to the conversation. It just drags mm-hmm. out. But this journal kind of gives, like, a guided structure a to the conversation oh. where it's that, like, quote-unquote good time to talk about the things that come up in the week that you maybe never notice or never mention or never resolve fully. And so yeah. it's just been, like, a really great, simple Anyways. Anyways, I'm excited for you guys to try it and let us know what you think. <laughs> no, I love that. The, and I love what you said about kind of keeping it concise because I'm the yep. same way. It's like if the conversation keeps going. It's like, okay, what? wait, where's the real information the- that I needed to receive? <laughs> like, yes. I'm the type of person where I'll like cut that off like mid-conversation. She's like, what? You're not listening? I'm like, no, no, no. Yep. no I got it, but like 10 minutes ago. And if you don't- <laughs> Dude, you don't story stop, of my life. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if you don't stop now, I'll get lost in all this- I'll lose it. Happening yeah. now and, you know, but, I know. But, no, it goes no, that's on so and good. on and on and on but, sometimes. But one thing that really like, that really caught me last time we did that exercise that I wasn't expecting was- um, going back and telling each other like something that you really appreciated because yes. I think yeah. oftentimes it's like we'll serve each other in our marriage and we're we're thinking about the other person's love language or maybe we aren't you know maybe if somebody's mm-hmm. like I'm physical touch and Cezanne is acts of service right well to me I'm like I'm, I'll go over and like rub her back and I'm like oh yeah she felt loved you know what I mean yeah, and there's right. no real there's no real conversation or exchange but I'm just like yeah she felt loved by that or she'll like pick up my shoes or do my laundry. And she's like, Ooh, yeah, he felt loved, but that's not necessarily the a love language of ours. But, um, I remember, you know, when we went back and we talked about what, what did I do that you really love this week? And, and each of us sharing that it just, it gave a moment where there was, there was just an appreciation and that person heard a, um, a deep appreciation. You know, there was a little block of time where it's like, you know what I love that you did this week. You know, when you did this for me, I just felt so loved. I felt so good. You know what I loved about it? You know, and they're going on about what you did for them, you know, and that to me, um, that just put so much fuel in my tank, like in my love tank. I was like, man, that's so awesome because I, I heard what she loved about it. And now I'm excited to do that again and hear next week, you know, like what, what did I do? Right. What did you, you know, and, and I think adds so much momentum in your relationship, you know? Uh, Everyone needs it. Everyone needs affirmations. Mm -hmm. Even if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm awkward with verbal conversations. I don't like (laughs) to communicate. I mean, there's some relationships where it's like, you don't need to tell me. I already know. No, they need to hear it. Everybody needs that Mm -hmm. affirmation. Since we were kids, everyone wants a sticker. You know, everyone wants to feel (laughs) like that week. We're we're definitely learning that in our marriage. And what are we? We're going in four, four years married. Yeah. We're going on four years and forever. There was one day I didn't get a sticker in kindergarten and it was crushed. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys guys know your Enneagram? Do you guys know your Enneagram numbers? What was it? Oh, Oh, I'm a, um, I'm a type three wing two. Okay, I think okay. I did the test wrong, but I think I'm a two three. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just you curious. A four. I'm pretty. You said you were a four. No, I think I'm the helper, but also a little bit of the achiever. I think we should retake yeah. the test. Yeah. Well, listen. Don't take the test. You got to read one of the books together. I think the test it, is. That Stevie doesn't read. He's well, audio you can listen. You can listen you can to it. You can audio book it. Stevie. <laughs> can I that's the only. Fire? You can listen to it. Yeah, that's the only way to like truly. <laughs> 
figure it out because the tests are by nature problematic because we always test tests. But yeah, depending (laughs) on your number actually depends on how off and wrong your results will be because of how you respond to tests. It's super interesting. But um, you're right. Well, I'm like, I Anyways, on Prime that. Too. See, I was homeschooled. Yeah. We weren't. We weren't built for tests. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. We don't really understand. We don't really understand well, that sort of things. A question that kind of came up. I'm thinking about. First of all, I love that you guys are doing that, and we're excited for you guys to try the Marriage Journal. And yes, I'm gonna plug it on our own show. But if anyone listening wants to check <laughs> out the Marriage Journal, you can go to themarriagejournal.com. It's worth uh, it. Su- super simple. But um. Let us know how you guys, if you guys give that a try for a couple of weeks, we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, for is sure. there anything in your marriage so far in your four years of being married that you've learned that you would want to share with our listeners? Oh my like, gosh, so many things. Big open-ended question there, but we, you know, just since we were talking about that and we were going there, I thought I'd ask just yeah. if anything came to mind that you'd want to share. Um, I think one thing that comes to mind is just um, is the intention and the um, I think there's always moments in your marriage where you can look at the other person and you can take a moment and you can stop and say what is what is something I can do for them right now that will just bless them. I remember talking to my brother and he was talking about you know he was reading this book and he was saying how you know, the, the greatest, uh, task in in marriage is learning how to serve the other person truly and selflessly, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that really is marriage. I mean, it's just this, it's just this service that doesn't necessarily, um, have to be deserved. You know what I mean? It's this, it's just this service that comes from love, you know? And I, and I think about, you know, how Jesus just loved and served and was just such a friend, you know, he was just such a friend to us. And I know that in marriage, you know, together, we're supposed to, um, kind of come together and, and woman and man in our roles together are kind of supposed to fully reflect, um, of God and, and his heart. And so if we're serving each other and loving each other, you know, we're growing closer to that every day. And I just, I think as I've, as we've grown in marriage, it's just, there's the first year it's like, Oh, well you did this. And it's like, I can't believe you live this way. And well, what about you? And here's the, and you, you know, you keep growing and growing and you, and it's because you just keep choosing each other. And yeah. so many people ask, like, how do I have a successful relationship? And it's like, just choose that person. Hmm. Over, no matter what comes uh, against you, like at the end of the day, I will always choose my wife. Like she will always mm-hmm. be my choice because whether it's my feelings or my pride or this really big thing that, I mean, I, I remember having times in our marriage where I'm just praying to God and I'm like, God, what can I do to please my wife? You know, we're having this mm-hmm. issue or going through this thing and I just can't figure it out. But like, I want to figure it out. That is my choice. I choose her. And so I think the bottom line, no matter what comes against you in your marriage, you just always choose that person first and you always choose to show them that you love them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, that is a really good like resolve to have with oneself. Yeah. You know, because I feel like um, when you, because everyone goes through like really difficult times and pride gets in the way and figuring things out gets super difficult mm-hmm. and seemingly impossible. But it's that internal resolve that we're supposed to have and believe mm-hmm. in the actual definition of a covenant, <laughs> the yeah. commitment and the promise and all that. Like when we internally, our heart is mm-hmm. so bent on that. Um, I think that's 
that is awesome. I always think of Jared. It's the only way really to make it. Like in your vows to me, you said something, I'm going to botch it, but like something about choosing to love the new you every year. But essentially the idea is that, you know, I'm a different version of Audrey year after year after year. And that should be an exciting thing to Jeremy. You know, you guys are growing and you're, you're both growing each other and refining each other more into the image of Christ. Ideally, if you're operating in health, you know, and so I think it, it, it should be like this exciting discovery of getting to choose to love the new person, the new version of the person that you originally fell in love with year after year after year, you know, like that should be yeah. an exciting thing, not a scary thing. Um, but I love that. I think yeah, I love that you. Laid I that think out. that we also too, we, we get so freaked out in seasons, you know, people don't talk yeah. enough about mm. how wonderful marriage is. Right. But they also don't yeah. talk about the seasons of marriage and how in marriage you will have a season where you're like, dude, it's this is rocky. this is this yeah. is rough. Yeah. Like I don't know what's going on and I don't know how to fix it, but it's rough. And then you'll have seasons where you're like, and 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 this is what they say, you know, the, the longer you've been married, the more you're just kind of over each other. Or those things annoy you. And it's like, no, 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 that's not that's not the reality when you're choosing that person constantly and you're working through your problems. In fact, it just gets sweeter and sweeter like fine wine. And like you said, Audrey, you're a new person. Like there's just so mm-hmm. many levels and there's this sweetness that God wants to take you to, but there's this purging that has to happen, you know, in all of us. And so as we're growing together, not enough people talk about how when you're 65, you can have the best marriage ever. Your marriage can be Amen. way better yeah. when you were 25 yeah. because the love that you have for each other has matured so much. It's gone through so much growing that there's just this sweetness about it, you know, that's just like a fine wine. And I just truly believe that. And I believe that if more people would believe that and just work through their tough seasons and know that it's just a season, that there's going to be great seasons and tough seasons, that mm-hmm. more people would stay together. But I don't think yeah. enough people have that mindset. Dude. We totally believe that too. And there, and listen, we're coming up on our five year. You guys are four year. Like, there are so many seasons ahead of us, but Mm I am a firm believer that, uh, you know, just because we haven't experienced all the seasons that we're recognizing doesn't mean we can't process them and know about them in a sense of speculation because of the grander narrative. Like, marriage is this beautiful, huge, overarching narrative. Like, there's a reason to it. there's a um, a purpose to it, and God's got like a. It's literally the rollout plan for His design, mm-hmm. yeah. and if we live into that, like the Bible's pretty clear um, on the beautiful ramifications, and so that is where I think m- your belief, Stevie, and my yeah. belief, and all of our belief comes yeah. from is there is a grand narrative, and so we're going to commit and submit to that, mm-hmm. yeah. and trust what the Bible says, and we don't have to experience level. 32 to recognize that it's going to get hard exactly. and and but you know we're our hearts are committed to choose one another um so i just wanted to address that because yeah because yeah. we get it all the time like you guys are so young what the heck how do you know what you're talking like you don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. you're fools and it's like well yeah to an extent but if every single lesson on the planet needed to be learned from experience yeah well that's silly yeah um I- I totally agree. My, my parents went through like a lot of trial when, when I was a kid, like for years and years and they're, they're still married to this day. And I just remember it always seemed like there was never just a win, just like a solid win sight. You know, we struggled financially Mm -hmm. and um, things were just really rough for us for a long time. But, but one thing that I learned from that, that I will never 
that can never be replaced in my life is that I learned the faithfulness of God over many, many years and over many, many trials that no matter what comes against you for how long it comes against you, there will be victory and there will be a sweetness that can never be replaced um, that God will bring to you. Yeah. And I just, I, I believe that because I've seen that over the course of, of 25, 30 years. I remember one time when I came home in, in college, I think I was like 21 years old and I came home and I remember my family was beginning to experience wins and victories. And it was like these floodgates have opened and, and not floodgates of like, Oh, we're wealthy, but like, we're just yeah. like, things are just good. And I remember laying in bed one night, just kind of crying just so thankful and being like wow god all those prayers over all those years that i never knew if they were going to be answered have been mm-hmm. answered but in a more spectacular way than i could have ever imagined because the love and the appreciation that lives in this house now because of all the things that we've been through over all those years it's so much better and it and the yeah, understanding cool. of who you are and your goodness is so much deeper and that will never fade for generations. And so if you're somebody who's like, well, I just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you just don't understand how hard it's been for me. I don't, but I can say from experience that even if it's 10, 15, 20 years, like if you just hold on and you just keep believing in the goodness of God, he will bring relief and he, and it will be the best and it'll be worth waiting Mm, for. So good. You know, when Stevie and I started our, um, you know, when we, when we started dating in college, you know, me coming from a background, you know, I, at the time I didn't, I wasn't saved. I didn't have a relationship with God. So, you know, one of the questions that Stevie has asked me now in our, in our marriage, not too long ago, he said, what was it like for you, you know, walking a life without Jesus? Because, you know, Stevie grew up in a home of God and and knowing God and and the love of Christ and all that. And, And I described it to him as, you know, I was just so such an emotional person and I was triggered by every single emotion when I didn't have Christ in my life. And so if, if I had a good day was based on how I was feeling, you know what I mean? My, yeah. my happiness depended on the foundation of say my, my ex-boyfriend, you know, that relationship that I was in. Yeah. And then whenever things went down South and say, I, you know, I was going through that tough breakup. I suddenly felt like I had no reason to live. I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I don't have, what, what am I living for? I didn't know that I had the access to, to this relationship with God, with Christ. And so I described it to him as like almost living on the moon, a place that is so like desolate, you know, when mm. in your spirit, when you don't, have that. And I said to him, you know, when I gave my life to Jesus, it was not even a question of like, oh my gosh, like, is this the right choice? I was so eager and so excited as Stevie was just sharing, you know, the truth with me. And I just remember we were just friends in college. And as he was, you know, just sharing stories like he is right now, I mean, he really was able to minister to me in a way that I, I, I prayed and I asked God, like, can you reveal yourself to me? And literally that night in my dream, I had a dream that I was worshiping Jesus's name in a wow. church. And I woke up that next morning and I felt like my spirit was like awakened. I felt like alive. And I told him prior to that, it felt like my spirit was just a very isolated, lonely place. Like you would just think of it as like the moon. It just felt like dead. And then mm. I told him when I gave my life to Christ and it was really, Stevie really was that vessel for me that opened my eyes and wow. just shared God's love. 
I just was like, oh my gosh, like I felt like I was now living on a planet that was filled with so many just like riches and a colorful planet, a place where so many things were breathing and living within me that I didn't know could, could ever be there, you know? And so I think in our marriage, when we started, you know, when we were just dating and stuff, like, you know, we really kind of had to go through it all in the beginning. Like the beginning was yeah. like a patch for us because, you know, even my family, you know, a lot of the public knows this because I share it so openly, but like my family being of the Middle Eastern background and, and cultural culturally, they did not accept Stevie and I's relationship. Like that was just a no-no. Like my parents did not want me to wow. marry a man outside of our culture. And obviously when I became a Christian, that was also something that they wow. saw as yeah. like, whoa, you know, and, and it was not seen as like a good thing. And because they knew that ultimately I was going to marry a Christian man. And so, you know, Stevie and I really had to go through a lot of stuff in the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. Like we had to pay for our own marriage, which is what kind of fueled the fire up both of our butts to just work together at the blog. <laughs> and yeah. Because we, you know, had to pay for our own wedding and, you know, my parents weren't at my wedding. So we had a very wow. small, intimate celebration. Oh, wow. We look back at that season now, and I just remember how innocent we were, like walking down the, the aisle. I remember looking at Stevie, and it was like I was walking towards this finish line. Yeah. For me personally, it was like I was finally free. I yeah. was finally living a life that was full and like being somebody who knew that like, wow, I'm now going to get to walk the rest of my life with one hand Stevie's and the other hand with Jesus. And I'm going to actually live my life now to the fullest. And it took me yeah. 22 years to understand that that was, that was an option for me. Cause I didn't know that that would be a possibility. I didn't know I was going to be walking down an aisle and marrying a man truly who I loved. So to be there on that day and to mm see how God has worked in our marriage yeah. and in our life and how he's continuing, like you said, to tell the narrative. It's just, it's really amazing. And life really is getting sweeter with Stevie. I mean, he drives me crazy sometimes, but <laughs> that's kind of crazy, you know? And but we, it's like the homeschool, like he's a little bit odd. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like You're throwing the homeschoolers under the bus pretty hard. <laughs> I'm not, no, no, no. Listen. Let's really, homeschool our daughter, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, I just tell people there's a graph <laughs> that you need to understand to, to see yeah. Social life, okay. <laughs> um, creativity, way up. So it's just like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally. We're yeah. creative, but we're odd. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's and Cezanne, thank you uh, so much for sharing that. Is it's really cool to just hear your testimony in that, and just how you guys, how the Lord brought you guys together in your own unique story, and just how He's continuing to use each of you to refine each other more into the image of Christ and. It's just beautiful. And I'm assuming now that you're staying with your parents, like things are good and yeah. things are great it's come full circle. It's just amazing how like literally it was one of those things in my life where I that I was like my first that big test was like, yeah. whoa, I'm yeah. going to be Major. disowned from my family for marrying this man who oh, I know in my heart imagine. is the right man, you but know? Just, and just like in, in every other season, you know, we walked into that one with faith. And I said to mm -hmm. Sass, I was like I was like, babe, I just know that it's not in God's plan to keep your family from you. And I don't know how long it will be, but it's going to be, there's just going to be this reconciliation in your family that's going to be greater than anything that was before. 
And I know that God is just going to start working in all of them. And he has been in just such a powerful and dramatic way. God has just come through so hard in the clutch. Like he's like, watch how awesome I am. If you just take that one step back, like we were talking earlier, it's like, just take that one step and and see what I'll do. I'll Mm -hmm. match your bet times a thousand. Like you'll see what's going to happen. And he really has because my family loves Stevie so much to see our daughter running around here at the house where I grew up, a house where literally in the room where I'm sitting right now recording this podcast, like, you know, this was a room where I have shed so many tears. Years, I have felt so lonely. And it's in this same room right now where I'm sitting with my husband in this home where there's so much love and so much forgiveness that has taken place. Wow, and I'm just so, so grateful for the goodness of God, because that's really what it is. This was all God. Um, so it's just part of our story, but it's, it's definitely an important part that I wanted to share because like you guys have all said, like no marriage is perfect, but it's incredible what can happen in your marriage and in your relationship when you allow God to be at the center of it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Amen. No, that's really good. That's cool. Really, really good. Thank you guys so much for sharing that and just getting into the story and the behind the scenes of it, I think is just like what's really inspiring. And I know we'll inspire listeners too. So thank you for sharing. Um, I do want to ask you guys just because we haven't really dove into it too much, but so Teeny is almost two, right? When did she turn two? In December. December. Okay. So Ember just turned to in September last week. Um, but I just am curious to ask you guys, you know, how, how, what's your guys is you're working together, you're parenting together, you know, you're in a crazy season of life of transition right now with just like where you're living. So how do you guys stay grounded as like parents and parent making parenting decisions and being on the same page when it comes to raising a daughter while also running a business together. I think it comes back to that structure that I told you guys about, which was one of that teeny was my motivation behind that because I knew that when I work, I need to work. And then when I'm with teeny, I need to be with teeny and I don't want the two to overlap. And so I've really had to figure out for myself, how can I set aside time and carve out the time that I need as well to be creative, but then also have time with my daughter, like that intentional time. And so for us, it really revolves around the world of teeny because in Texas, since we've been here and we've, you know, had help here and there, but you know, during the daytime, Stevie's parents, like they go to work. So we really have had to carve out our schedule based around Teeny's schedule. So when she mm. goes down for a nap, it's like showtime. Crush time. Like we yep. power <laughs> hour, call it our, we call it our power hour. But then, you know, whenever, whenever she is awake, it's like during the morning, there's a couple of things that like Stevie and I like to do for ourselves to just get our day going. Like Stevie mm. loves having just his own quiet time, maybe going to a coffee shop, being able to jump start his day. So he's more of a morning person. So I say, all right, you go from the hours of like seven to 9am, go do you what you need to do to fuel up. And then when he comes back, you know, I'm able to go get my morning workout in because I just need a good workout before I start my day. And then after that, it's kind of like we start 
sticking to our little template that we've created for like getting work done. But then at a certain hour when work is done, it's time to actually be a family. And we love the time that we've had in Texas to just feel like we're living just a normal life. Like at the end of, like at 5 p.m., we turn it off. Even when we lived in LA, we were very strict with that, like 8 to 5 p.m. and then we're done. Like 5 p.m., we're going to be a family. We're going to make dinner plans. We're going to just have that normalcy for the sake of our kids and for our household, you know. That's so good, you guys. But we're still- Teach us your ways. We're learning. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's too also just giving yourself grace when we're in a season like this where it's like, oh, crap okay <laughs> we don't necessarily have the help that we need during the day and you know yeah. like, now we have the system in place but things go awry and you just like bumps happen you know and it's just like having the grace and understanding that this is a season that we're in it just takes off the pressure because if your expectation is everything to go the way you planned all the time I mean it's just not going to and you're going to be stressed out because of it and so it's like figure out something that will largely work for you but also understand that in a season like this where everything's a little bit crazy, like that's just the way it is. And like make the yeah. best of it. Just choose to make the best of it. And it's temporary it. for sure. Yeah. 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 And you guys told – I love watching you guys on social media because you guys do – like I know a lot of the stuff we've been talking about on the podcast today is kind of more – more serious and intentional things you can do in practical ways that you can prioritize and, and rest and be still and all these things. But also you guys are hilarious and have like such a sense of humor with each other. And I love just the lightheartedness of a lot of the things that I see you guys posting and just how you really delight in each other and enjoy being with each other and just like, you know, it's like, it's not like post after post after post of these, this serious, this serious yeah. stuff. It's like, you guys are funny and you guys just laugh and you guys take time to just sit on the couch with your daughter. And, and I think it's cool for people to see that, especially to see influencers doing that and living such, such normalcy. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. sometimes I, you I, can I, feel I, a little I, like, I yeah. That's that's our goal. I told yeah. Taz when we started when we started our podcast, I was like, babe, I was like, I don't want to just like, yeah, I want people to be motivated, inspired, and to yeah, learn. Totally. I was like, but I want people to come and have a good time. Like I want yep. the first part of our show to be about like a morning show. We're just hanging out, we're being goofy, and we're being ourselves. That's good. And so, yeah. That's always kind of been our goal. I mean, I can't take everything seriously. Like I get very serious, but I'm also, <laughs> you know, just completely crazy, like wearing a shark suit around the and house. And I love so. yeah, I love that is Okay, I watched that video probably 15 times because Ember is obsessed with Baby Shark. And I'm like, Jer, we're making Ember a shark for Halloween. (laughs) Okay, teeny shark costume. We, My sister saw it at like Marshalls or TJ Maxx. And she goes, and all of a sudden, there's like all these kids costumes like that that are like really – funny and cute yeah like they had like a llama and i was like dude i'm about to go deep on these friggin' costumes so i just decided to match and get a a shark costume on amazon yeah i mean i really appreciate audrey what you said about the whole thing with content because as an influencer i've definitely gone through my waves of like feeling like oh i need to post about one specific topic and focus on beauty or i Mm. need to just strictly be motivational but you know what i've realized with social media it's really just like a or inviting people into your life. And if there's one thing I want for people to see when they come on our page, it's so that they see that like who we are on social media is really the same person who we are privately, publicly, and personally. And I just want to be able to make 
that and not worry about it. Like some videos that we put up there, there's just goofy videos of us drinking a smoothie together and having a smoothie racing contest. Yeah. But those are the videos that somehow, some way it resonates with our audience and they, it brightens up their day. And I'm like, if we can sprinkle in a little bit more joy into people's life, like let's put up those little yes. videos because they're fun it's for so us good. easy to create. Yeah. Um, but you guys are the same way. I feel like you guys, what you what you see is what you get, I think, with you guys. Yeah. And you're just so honest and and vulnerable. And that's something that our generation, they are they want. They are they're they're craving yeah. that. There's this yeah, hunger in people's hearts to just look up to real couples, real people that are doing life. And you guys are definitely doing that exact same thing. And we love following you guys. So oh, keep thanks. it up. Thanks. Yeah. And, and the truth always comes out and people can sniff through mm-hmm. any facades. So for sure. they don't last, you know, but yeah. that's encouraging. Thanks for saying that. Um, well, we're coming up on our time here, but um, I had one more question for you guys. Give okay. us a little behind the scenes if you can, if anything comes up. Um, what you're working on, learning about, dreaming about, um, just let us in one behind the scenes nugget of the future. (laughs) Um, you know, we always ask people on our show, like what's good in your life right now. And you know, what's in our life is we, we do have so many like career ambitions and things like that. And I think being in Texas, ironically, we thought we were going to come to Texas and we were just going to be like, oh my God, so not inspired or, you know, invigorated. But being in Texas has actually planted new seeds in our hearts to be doing like so many other things in our career and in our life. And one of those things kind of being like, I definitely feel like I'm being called into um, just helping our youth. Like that's something that I feel like just really inspired to do. Um, I had an opportunity not too long ago where I got to go to Florida with a brand like uh, Tarte Cosmetics, a pretty big beauty brand. And what I was so inspired by was the fact that this brand decided to take all their marketing dollars that they were going to pour into a party, a launch party for their mascara. Instead of doing another one of those fancy little parties, they put all of that money towards an influence, like a, a leadership summit for our youth in Florida. So 33 girls, got the trip of a lifetime where they got to learn, they got to be inspired. And I had the opportunity to speak at this this panel, um, at this conference. And I told Stevie when I came back, I said, oh my gosh, my heart is on fire for our youth. I feel like God is calling me into motivating our youth. And I want to get into high schools and start speaking to to more of like the younger generation, because that's the generation that's right behind us. That's going to be the leaders of tomorrow. And I'm like, I've learned a few things from high school to now. And (laughs) I feel like I should be pouring more of that wisdom into our youth. So I'm really excited that I'm going to be doing more speaking engagements and things like that to help our youth. And hopefully with future power projects that I'm working on right now, I hope that I will be able to give the, our youth the tools that they need to challenge themselves as well as conquer some of those big mountains. I, I think, yeah, I think as good. a family too, we're just, um, we're, we're thinking a lot about going into the children's space and kind of focusing a lot of our energy on that. You know, um, we've, we've done so much content in the beauty space, you know, but I think together now we just, we just love the family space. And so we're thinking so much about that and dreaming up so many ideas right now. We've been so inspired here. And I think the biggest thing that I'm excited about right now is that our family's actually 
we've allowed ourselves the space to slow down and we're actually going to travel in Europe for a month. And it seems like this. So awesome. Like, yeah, growing up, I never got to travel. And so I'm just so excited that as a family, we're like, you know what? Like, we're going to create the space for ourselves to just go for a month and like everything else yeah. will figure itself out. And we're probably never going to do this again. So let's do it now. Yes. And so, yeah. 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 We're just so excited. It's like the weirdest time in our life, but it's awesome. <laughs> cool. Making an adventure, you know? Yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. I cannot wait to follow that. Please, you're going to share. Some, oh, we're right? going to put Teeny in some like Dutch. Okay. You know, what are those called? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. What are they called, Jer? The things that yeah. you love. You have them. What? The whole, oh, the, the, the Hodelagers. Or yes. No, what's the <laughs> word, though? So many more dance videos <laughs> in Europe. We're going to bring some, oh, some dance parties yes. to Europe. Yes. We're going Please. to, like, I think we're going to France, and then it's just going to be all downhill from there. I'm just going to be in a back <laughs> the entire time. So. We just can't wait. It'll be so much fun. And it's, the tri- it's one of those trips where it's like, it's not – a sponsored trip or I'm not on a trip with like a brand and yes. all these assignments and requirements. Like, oh yeah. yeah. And even totally. though I've traveled to so many places, I don't actually feel like I've ever really gotten to truly experience and enjoy a place like Europe. And so even though mm. I've been there for work, I've never been there for fun. And so I'm so happy that our little teeny gets to come with us and we're That's just going to be so fun. You guys. And then with what we do for a living, it's like so easy to just share the story as we live life, you know? Yes. Um, so we're awesome. so excited. If you guys want to join us, I mean, let us know. We'll be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I could fly I w- that far, I this pregnant, I would. To but- Europe, yeah. <laughs> I know. Probably- Maybe after baby number two. At some point. Exactly. At some point. Well, thank you guys so much for having us on your show. We're so excited for our marriage journal. Can't wait for that. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys for being on. Pleasure. Tell our listeners really quick where we can find you online so they can follow you to Europe too. (laughs) Well, you can follow Saz at at Sazan S A Z A N, and then I'm Stevie underscore Hendricks, and uh, and then of course our podcast, The Good Life. You want to check that out too, and. Yeah, you'll just start yes, seeing a lot of weird it. stuff, but it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you cool. guys. This has been so fun. We will Thanks. talk soon. Thanks for having us on, y'all. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So we forgot to do Roses and Thorns with Stevie and on which yeah. sometimes when the episodes go a little bit long, to be honest, we just are like, Jared and I have the silent conversation of, should we do Roses and Thorns? Yeah, and then we think, ah, uh, this was this is good. Like, let's cap it. Yeah, um, especially if they've kind of given us their rose and thorn. Like, they've sort of told us what the day in the life's looked like the past mm-hmm. week, or they've told us some negative thing that's brought them joy or thing that's been hard recently. Yeah. But we wanted to get on here and share our rose and thorn, which, we'll be honest, also, we're recording this podcast a few weeks before it airs because we like to, when we can, be ahead on the podcast. Um. And especially with the busyness of pumpkin season, yeah, we thought we thought we'd get a little ahead in mm-hmm. September. So precisely at the time of recording this, it is still September, but we're gonna share our rose and thorns with you from this week, anyways. Yes, <laughs> babe. What was your thorn this week? So my thorn was, and now I'm not prepared. Do you know yours? Um. <laughs> not really i mean it we was, all, we all it, we're kind of still in the about this it, before. it's been an emotional couple weeks and we're at the time of this recording still kind of in the aftermath of uh a really emotional crazy week and so i think just catching up on it all has been kind of yeah. tough and i've been like sleeping in 
Um, We've just been really tired. And yeah, this time of the year. Maybe it's the weather changing, it is, babe. We're like, like in we're fighting something. But all, also, I think emotionally, we're pretty spent. Like, yes. a lot has been going on. And we've, we're just like, we need a minute to catch up. Yeah. There's just been some really high highs and really low lows in the past few weeks. And I think we shared about that we did. a little bit on one of the previous episodes. But so anyways. That, that's probably been my thorn. Just it's been tough. Uh, and then obviously the rhythm routine. But that also kind of goes into my high. I've been um, picking up my books again, starting to read. I was kind of out of that rhythm for a little bit. Summer is, I don't know, the summer reading vibe either catches me or it or I miss it. Well, and in Oregon, you just want to be outside. Exactly. There's nine That's months of I'm reading. And then... I either have like my summer readings and I it's good. And it's, I, you know, I find myself with like out by the campfire, for example, crushing a book. Or I find myself like project mode. Right. You know, table, fixing. Way more project mode this summer. Way yard, more project mode. Table. Yard, camping, like organizing the garage. Cars. Cars. Yeah. It was very project mode. And so that was fun. Really yeah. good, no complaints. But I've picked up uh, some books that um, I've been uh, wanting to read, and it's been really fun. Which ones? Um, so <laughs> I picked up uh, the Unseen Realm, and that's a super. Is this about aliens? No, it's it's about the spiritual realm, and okay. di- it's probably the thickest read on the subject of just about the reality. Who's it by? You know, I don't know actually the author off the top. Did you top just of my start head. this? I haven't seen it yet. Um, no, I did not just start it. Did you finish your C.S. Sorry, Lewis sorry, trilogy? I did just start it. Um, the C.S. Lewis trilogy, I'm almost done with. I'm like halfway through the last book. It's just kind of, you know, hard, it's been a hard one to finish. Now that because, it's raining and that we're having fires in our house again, though. Yeah. So the Unseen Realm was one, and then there's another C.S. Lewis book I'm going to start reading with a friend of mine, and I have not started this one yet, and it I actually forget what it's called, but it's one of C.S. Lewis's most unknown works. But C.S. Lewis himself said it's probably one of his favorite pieces of work. So really interesting book. Oh, man, I can't remember the name of it. It's like Two Faces. It, it's mm. it's the retelling of an old uh, Greek mythology story. Okay. Well, you're, you're you're getting a little long in your rose sorry. response right now. Babe, what was your rose? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just had to call out the nineness just to land the flame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my rose was yesterday we did a photo shoot for Always More for some of the new stuff that we're releasing for holiday, fall, winter, and it was supposed to rain, like 60 to 80% chance of rain, and it was supposed to be thunder and lightning all evening, and we had scheduled this shoot with models and a photographer and everything weeks in advance, and we couldn't change it, and And it it didn't rain. It was perfect weather, overcast cloud, which is actually better than sun, and it just was super fun and it's always cool too the culmination of you know a lot of hard work and then just seeing it kind of come together and seeing the vision that you had come to life and so mm-hmm. really that was fun and exciting and um excited for some of the new stuff to release for fall holidays so yes. check it out alwaysmore.com if you those are available haven't. now if they're listening to this oh yeah by the time this is out some of that stuff yeah. might be out so cool get, get some new cozies um I think that's all we have. Yeah. As always, if you share this, if you screenshot um, this episode, share it to your Instagram stories. We randomly in 
we <laughs> if you screen, we rant. if you screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories, we buy five of you coffee. All you have to do is tag Jeremy Roloff, Audrey Roloff, and at Behind the Scenes Podcast. That way we see it. And we'll buy five of you coffee. Pumpkin spice latte on us. Pumpkin spice latte on us. So um, that's that. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week.